Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are visiting with our friends from the Northern Pines Mental Health Center and with us today uh, Rick Jackson. He is the director of the Mobile Crisis Outreach. Andrea Dalzell with us, clinical supervisor. And uh, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks. We're glad to be here. We've uh, been really pleased to be able to talk about mental health on this show numerous times, and we appreciate Northern Pines being part of the discussion because it's a big issue, isn't it? It is. It affects a lot of people, not only in our region, but the state and nationally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Rick, if you will, tell us about the uh, Mobile Crisis Outreach Program. How does that work? Yeah, so we're a division within Northern Pines, and we deal with people that are in a mental health crisis. And it could be uh, due to a life event, such as uh, divorce, or you lose a job, or it could be people with longstanding depression. Um, but we talk to people over the phone, and if needed, we'll see them in person uh, at their houses, in the community. We go to schools, emergency departments. We'll go anywhere within the six-county region to see them. Interesting. Now, you must work with law enforcement, or uh, tell us how this all works. Do they call you directly? Oftentimes, people in a mental crisis don't think, gee, I'll call Northern Pines. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and one thing that we want to make sure is that, that people are able to get the help they need in, a, in an easy way. And so one nice thing is the, they have the phone number for the National Suicide Hotline is 988 now, mm -hmm. which is really easy uh, to remember. It's kind of the 911, but for mental health things. And so we receive quite a few calls from them. Uh, we also get calls directly from law enforcement. Um, the, the times nowadays uh, with people with having a mental health crisis, we're trying to really keep them out of jail. And uh, the way that we deal with people in mental health crisis is a little bit different than law enforcement. We have mm -hmm. different job duties. And so um, they do a fantastic job at, at what they do. And then they call us sometimes, okay, this might be mental health driven. Let's see if we can find a way to get them some help without it having to be through law enforcement route. Yeah. And we hear that from law enforcement a lot, that really they deal with a lot of mental health crises and people that are in a me mental health uh, situation where they're, they're having a breakdown in it and they really don't need to go to jail. They should be going to get some help. Yeah, and the good thing is that we're able to get some resources uh, pretty quick. We can meet with them, you know, immediately with law enforcement or go in place of them. A lot of times we'll go out and the law enforcement is able to leave uh, pretty quickly. Um, whether it's setting up uh, services such as outpatient therapy or services for the children. Uh, that's something that we can get rolling quite a w uh, pretty quickly. So, Interesting. Uh, I would think that in a crisis, people uh, walk us through that. I mean, the first part just has to be getting them to breathe deeply and calm down a little bit, right? Absolutely. And a lot of people don't know what to expect if mobile crisis is going to come. So um, if... We talk to them on the phone and we feel that there's some risk factors or maybe we can help them better in person than over the phone. Uh, we'll ask if we can meet with them and uh, most people are very comfortable if we're able to come into their home um, and we're going to sit down. And just It's just a conversation. Hey, tell me what's going on uh, today. And it's not unusual for us to talk to people that are having some suicidal thoughts and that can be really hard for people to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but myself and, and all of our staff are very well versed and you know this is a hard conversation but let's talk about it. This is important stuff. Um, and so we'll just talk about what's going on, what some of the risk factors are, what some of the protective factors are for them, uh, what kind of family members are available for support. And our job is to, one, let's, let's look at the immediate crisis and how we can help. Uh, and then also let's look in the future so that maybe you don't have to get to this point again. 
So after that initial, you know, confrontation or that initial meeting of this, the person, what happens next? Do you stay with them? Do you follow up with them? Or is it just kind of one hit and then send them on, you know, find something and, and what, how does that work? Yeah. So, so we're going to meet with them. Um, we're going to come up uh, with some ideas of what they can do immediately. We're going to come up with a safety plan to make sure uh, that they're safe. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times we'll follow up with a phone call even that night. Hey, I just want to check in, see how things are going. Sure. Uh, we also have a, a crisis stabilization team and so that we can refer to. So we might see them one day and we're going to say, hey, can we have somebody come back over the next couple of weeks or a month mm-hmm. um, and work on some coping skills for anxiety, depression, whatever kind of help cause some of these things um, to be able to, to deal and cope with it better and get that support system, you know, a little bit larger for everybody. Yeah, interesting. Uh, when you respond to a crisis, I would assume it's not just one person? Yeah, typically if we go into the home, it's going to be two people. Um, if we go to an emergency department or if it's a group home or a school, then a lot of times we'll send one. Um, so what it might look like, uh, for example, if a family calls, I'm really concerned about my 17-year-old son. He's been, uh, the grades are slipping. He's uh, talking about he doesn't want to be around anymore. Uh, so we'll have two people go and we'll have one family uh, member uh, talk with one staff or the the parents talk to one staff and then the other one of us will talk with the child alone hey tell me what's going on mm-hmm. you yeah. know what are some things that that we can help with here so yeah very interesting mm. you know too often uh, someone like that um, I, I'm thinking of there was a case not too long ago there was uh, a person trying to jump off the bridge and the police ended up taking him to I believe the hospital mm-hmm. then do you come into those situations too at that point or is there uh, mechanisms in place where uh, the hospital or those staff would immediately uh, uh, find some mental health uh, help for those folks. Yeah, a majority of the time uh, the hospital is going to come call us and say law enforcement brought somebody here. Uh, We'd like you to come and chat with them and kind of give your recommendation of what we need to do to help them. Um, And one thing that that is exciting is we're starting an urgent care mental health center in our Maple Street office in Mm. Brainerd. And so uh, as we know, emergency departments are, are great at medical things, and they do well with mental health, too, but a lot of times they're asking us to help. But um, instead of having to be kind of in a, um, a hospital-type setting, we're setting it up with very calm and um, comfortable rooms for people to be able to come in, and we can talk with them there. And we're going to be open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and it's going to be a walk-in. If you want to call, that's great. If you just want to stop by mm-hmm. and see what help you can get, uh, that's fantastic. And we're going to be open seven days a week 365 days a year so that's uh, awesome i'm guessing the hospital emergency rooms are relieved (laughs) absolutely option for people absolutely so they uh you know they're they're busy a lot of times and if the waiting room is full if we're able to help divert some of those mental health things as well as save people money it's very expensive to go to the hospital and when they're busy you might have to wait hours in the in the room just to to get in there so with us we're going to be able to see see you pretty quick and And start helping you right away do you find that a lot of people just need that vent they just need to let it go and then once you've talked i don't want to say always talk them down but just talk it through do you find that a lot it i mean it can really kind of disperse the whole tense moment right Absolutely. People come in and uh, half of our job is really just showing up and and being empathetic about Mm -hmm. what's going on. We understand how much it can affect our our everyday lives, whether it's our job or our relationships with our spouse or our kids. 
and having somebody, you know, maybe outside of their, their friend group to be able to talk and understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know all the research, resources that are out there. If I wasn't in this field, I probably wouldn't know all of the resources. Yeah. And so we're able to pull a lot of things together to help people real quick. And this community is very good about that, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. I mean, we're lucky to live in this neck of the woods, as they say. Uh, the mental health community is is amazing here. It is. And, and the collaboration, even between different uh, areas is fantastic. We have a great relationship with law enforcement. The The county is amazing. They have a liaison officer as well that works for the county but is with law enforcement uh, specifically for mental health things. So we mm-hmm. work with them uh, quite often. And everybody is, we, we all have the same goal. We want to be able to help each other. Everybody struggles at times. Oh, yeah. And so to be able to get that help when it's needed and who to call is important. Mm-hmm. Cool. Andrea, as a clinical supervisor, do you go on these calls as well? I do. I um We'll go out with the team members um, and do those assessments. Oftentimes, I am the consult. So um, when our team is out doing those assessments, um, they have to check in with the professionals to make sure that we're on the right track and doing all the right things um, to help the individuals. So that's a good portion of my role. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I we were just talking with our friends uh, from Elevate uh, um uh, I'm sorry, wrong one. Uh, crowing, uh, crowing uh, energized <laughs> yesterday, and they had some training coming up, uh, and I think it was sponsored by uh, Smiles for Jake. But it's it's about mental health training and what to do uh, with suicides and, and the make it okay. Yeah, 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 and make it okay. But also just because there's training available to anyone, because what do you say when someone is suicidal? That's very important, isn't it? Absolutely, it is, it is important, and that's one of the biggest things that we hear is. I don't know what to say and I hear this from teachers we hear it from community members and I always tell them the first thing is if somebody's coming up to you they feel safe enough to discuss it mm-hmm. man you're halfway there already the exact words that you use aren't, aren't so important one you're not going to make things worse just saying things like you know what I'm here to support you and being honest I, I don't know exactly where to go from here but you know what I know who can help mm-hmm. and so I'm going to stay with you and we're going to get that help we're going to work through this together yeah. the biggest thing that people need is that connection understanding that somebody cares mm-hmm. um, when people have thoughts of suicide it's not that they want to die it's that they're in a lot of pain mm-hmm. and they're starting to become hopeless that this pain is going to end they think it's going to go on forever and when we're in crisis we don't always uh, think of things rationally as we would otherwise and so having people come in that are able to step in and say, here's some steps that we are, we, things can get better. And here's some resources that we're going to help you with for that. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, really great to hear that we have this available. Uh, there's been so much discussion in the news lately about police being, uh, you know, overburdened by more mental health calls than actual crime. And to have this available must be uh, for them. It's, it's really something they, they appreciate. Yeah, we've had a really very positive reaction from law enforcement uh, to be able to work together on these things. I was yeah. going to ask either one of you, uh, you know, what do you hear from the clients then, you know, after a crisis? Do you hear back from them and, and how they're feeling, how they're doing? Um, there are times that we do hear back. Um, we also do follow-up um, care cards. So hmm. if somebody is seen um, by our team, we will continue to kind of put a little note in the mail to let them know that we're still here, still, still thinking about them, um, reach out if they need to. Um, so we sometimes we don't, though. We don't always see the yeah, outcome. It's got to be hard. Um, but we do offer that crisis stabilization piece, too. And so that's another section of our team that is able to go out and provide follow-up 
care mm-hmm. to individuals. So with adults, we see them for an additional 30 days. Um, and for children, an uh, additional 14 yeah. days. Okay. Mm. Wow. That's great. So, yeah. You know, and in, as we talk about crisis response, it would be nice if it didn't get to a crisis. Mm-hmm. And that's where just Northern Pine is, is, is waiting. I mean, people who are having any kind of mental issues should feel free to call. I mean, yeah. we, we continue to talk about it. we got to end this stigma. stigma. Mm-hmm. But people need to seek help if they need it, correct? I just wanted to mention, like, crisis really can be anything that you're unable to cope with. So um, if you don't have those skills to get through the the problem that you're facing, I mean, we have, we have children call us and they're worried about their homework and their grades. And yeah. we're still talking with them, trying to help them. What can you do first? How can you get through this? Um, so crisis really can be anything. Yeah, mm. to any degree, really. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as we uh, um, now introduce the Urgent uh, Care Mental Health Center, if someone is really having a crisis or just needs somebody to talk to, this is a good place to go to then, isn't it? Yeah, they'll be able to. I mean, you can certainly call, but you're going to be able to just walk right in, and we're going to have people there willing to help you. Um, and it really takes a team. We have a, a big team right now of very passionate people that want to help others. Mm-hmm. And we're having a, a job fair actually next Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at 823 Maple Street where people can come in. Hey, here's some of the jobs that you guys are looking for. Can you tell me more about them and oh. see if they're interested? We'll do on-the-spot interviews as well. So okay. uh, we continue to look for those, those passionate people that want to make an immediate impact on people's lives. And then what did you say the hours of the center would be, and what do we do after hours if the clinic itself is not open? Yeah, so the, the hours of the clinic are going to be 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and after hours, we're going to do the same type of thing. The clinic won't be open. We'll, we'll go to the home. We'll okay. meet you wherever we need to. We've met at bank parking lots at 2 in the morning. So, again, it's a 24-7 thing, and we have people uh, very willing to go and meet people wherever they're at. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, back to the job fair real quick. Uh, are there certain uh, degrees? Is there anything we need to have? Or if it's someone with just a passion for helping others, is that we have a wide range of job opportunities. We're looking for mental health professionals. That's somebody that's going to have a master's degree in social work or psychology, uh, something similar to that. We also are looking for mental health practitioners. Maybe they have a year or two experience working in the mental health field, but they don't have that degree, which is fine. Mm-hmm. The majority of our team right now is mental health practitioners. Uh, we have uh, positions open for a front desk staff. We're also going to have our own kind of mini call center. And so even if you don't have a degree, uh, if you have a passion and, and some experience at all, I, I really suggest people come and, and take a look because mm-hmm. we've got a great team that's, that's wanting to help people. Okay, and the hours of that job fair again? Yeah, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And that is on what day? That is next Tuesday. Okay. Very good. And that's at our Maple Street office at 823 Maple and Brainerd. Okay, very good. If someone's interested and they can't make it to that fair, can they just call you for more information? Absolutely. And our website, too, has mm. uh, a place where you can actually sign up for uh, Zoom interviews if you wish, if you're not able to make it down there. And also has an uh, email address of somebody, okay, I can't make it, I can't, you know, that day I'm full. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still, we'll give you a call back, let's figure another time out, and we'll make okay. it happen. If we uh, wrap this up, uh, I might just say if, if someone's listening to us now and they feel... They'd like to talk. There's a couple of steps they can take, right? 
Absolutely. I would say call 988. They have a fantastic group of people there. And if uh, through talking with them, they're not able to resolve it, they think, okay, this might be an in-person time for, for somebody for mobile crisis. Mm -hmm. Then what they do is they do a warm handoff. They'll call us, say, I'm talking with so-and-so. Here's their number. Uh, here's some things they're going through. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and connect them. And boom, they're right, they're right to our phone. Mm -hmm. And we're talking with them, helping them out. And same if it's not a crisis, but you just are curious and thinking, maybe I could benefit from uh, some counseling. Uh, they could just call your main office, right, at Northern Pines? Yep. Everyone can benefit from counseling. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. And, and even if you know people that are in crisis, we get a lot of calls from family members. Okay, my adult son has bipolar disorder, going through a manic episode. I'm really concerned. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of calls. of so Again, we can help navigate the people, the loved ones around people that are having a crisis struggle, too, because they care about them, mm -hmm. and they don't always know what they can do. Yeah. And one of the bottom lines, just, you know, if you're listening and you are going through something, there is help. And there are tons of people that are wanting to help. They got into this for a reason because they want to help people in your situation. So don't be afraid to reach out. The help is absolutely there. Do you guys have a website where we can find out more about the job fair or the, uh, the new uh, Urgent Care Mental Health Center? Yeah, they can go to npmh.org. Okay. Okay. And it's easy these days to just Google. Google. It is. If you Google it, yeah, if you Google it, you're going to find it. Very yep. good. Easy enough. All right. Anything else we need to add that you would like our listeners to know about before we let you guys go? No? All right. Okay. Very good. good. Well, we want to thank you for being here today. Yes. Great information. And thank you for what you're doing here in the community. Thanks for having us. I yes. appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you both. Rick Jackson is the director of the Mobile Crisis Outreach and Andrea Dalzell, clinical supervisor. Uh, both under the umbrella of Northern Pines Mental Health. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.